0: Welcome to Hispanic Marketing and Public Relations, hispanicmpr.com. This is Elena Delval and my guest is Orly Waba, who is founder and chief executive officer of Life Vest Inside. Today we will discuss her organization. After completing graduate studies in Jewish history from Touro College, Orly dedicated 10 years to working with teens and tweens and at charities in her community. Since 2004, she has been an educator for middle school at the Yeshiva of Flatbush. Orly strives to incorporate ideas of kindness, love, and respect in the hearts and minds of her students. She is fond of saying, kindness, don't just do it, live it. Orly, welcome. Hi, how are you? Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. I think it's such a wonderful topic. I'm very excited to hear how you got this Concept off the ground and the organization itself. Would you tell us a little bit about Life Vest Inside for starters?
1: Sure. Well, Life Vest Inside basically is an organization I started based on the philosophy that kindness keeps the world afloat. So, in a world that uh, is seemingly chaotic and we all have our, our downs and uh, things that come, you know, our curveballs that life throws our way that it's kindness that really keeps the world afloat. It's about the kindness that we bestow upon others and the kindness that others bestow upon us that help us keep going. In what way
0: would you say kindness works? Can, can you be more specific? Is there a tangible way to describe that concept?
1: Sure. Well, basically, what we look to do is we're looking to spread our message uh, through various means, um, one of which is through film, through film, through media. Uh, through the short that we had actually posted uh, this October 1st of 2011, which is called The Kindest Boomerang, showing how one act of kindness goes from one person to the next, and then boomerangs right back to the person who set it into motion. I feel that media is a tremendous tool of reaching out to the public and inspiring them in a way that um, you know other things can't. And so it's there to inspire people to take action and turn their inspiration into action. So through film, and we're going to be continuing to do uh, shorts, and things of that nature, also through education. The children are really the future, and that's really how we affect real and positive change in this world at the end of the day. And so we're not looking for this just to be something that, you know, is a feel-good kind of thing, but actually going in and making a difference, making a difference in the world by going in and educating the children. And so we have an educational curriculum that is built up. Basically, it's a social-emotional learning program geared towards building self-esteem and self-value through the idea of giving. Because when a person gives, they give from their heart, they're suddenly filled with a uh, overwhelming sense of self. And a person that has a good sense of self and has confidence is able to combat the various issues that are plaguing the youth of today, such as peer pressure, bullying, substance abuse, and the like. Uh, so again, so through film, through education, through an educational program, and through a kindness platform, what we are creating uh, through our website um, and through an app that we are developing is a network of kindness where people from across the globe can connect with each other through the kindness that they're doing. So as opposed to use, using social networking um, where people will sometimes throw jabs at each other or hurt each other, using it as a way to inspire one another through the good deeds that people are doing to push them forward to go ahead and to do more. And to show that really at the end of the day, no matter where you are in the world, we're all connected. And uh, kindness is something that connects us all. As they say, kindness is a language that the deaf can hear and the blind can see. And uh, in, addition to the, in addition to the social networking aspect of, our, of the platform that we are creating, we are also having what is called acts of kindness cards, uh, which I'll definitely go into a little bit more detail with you about. Uh, but basically acts of kindness cards. These are cards, each card has on it its own specific act of kindness and a tracking number. The idea is when you receive a card, you perform the act, you pass the card on to someone else and you're able to actually see on our website the movement of the card, showing that you have the ability to affect many. And that's really what this is all about. The whole objective and the whole mission of Life Best Inside is creating an exciting and accessible kindness experience And this allows us to become more aware of the opportunities that surround us and recognize our potential to change the world simply by changing ourselves. Um, The vision for Life Essence Inside is that by living kindly and believing in the inherent good of each individual, change is most certainly possible.
0: You specifically mentioned children as tomorrow, the source of tomorrow. Is the campaign targeted at adults and children, or
1: is it specifically for children? the campaign is really targeted for both um that's 100% but in order to affect long lasting change you also have to begin educating the children because the children are going to they're going to be our future they they're going to be pulling us forward so there there the social networking aspect of it the the films um the talks that we're hopefully going to go out there and be speaking to to uh, companies people in different uh, people in different countries different states those things are definitely also focused towards the adults, the cards themselves as well. However, in order to really affect change, you have to also be able to go into the school system and, you know, affect the children. Um, I, I, I mean, I'd love to share the story with you about how this all began, um, and in terms of Life as Inside, how how it actually came into being. Yes, please go ahead. Well, basically, I, I mean, I've been a teacher, like you said, uh, for the past seven years. Uh, it's uh, been one of the most amazing experiences for me, I have to say. Uh, I love children. I always have. And um, dedicating my life to that has been, has been phenomenal. Uh, and the experiences I had with, with my students have been just amazing. I've seen students completely change, transform over the period of a year through the different things that I would do with them in the class. Very, very many of them have to do with kindness, building self-esteem, building self-worth, showing them their potential to really affect change and more importantly, being there for them. So basically, how the name Life Vest Inside came about, you know, a lot of people asked me, you know, I don't understand this life vest inside. How are you connecting this to kindness? They said, you know, it sounds like it's, you know, uh, a swimming type of organism. I said, no, it's really, there's really actually a great story behind it. So in uh, January of 2007, I, um, it was it was actually right about now. I think it's, it's I would say exactly during this time period uh, in January. Um, I was going on a winter winter vacation with my family. And um we had a stopover and I was listening to my I was listening to my voicemail. And as I was listening to my voicemail, I heard some terrible news. There was a child within my community by the name of Stella Lignado. She was 7 years old who had just passed away. And uh, I was devastated. Although I didn't know Stella personally, The community all knew what was going on with her. She had leukemia, and we were all praying for her. And my thoughts were for her at every moment. And so hearing this at that moment, it just kind of, in a sense, crushed me. But the first thing that I thought of, the moment that I heard the news, were my seventh-grade students back at home in New York. And the reason was because they had lost a classmate of theirs four years prior, a girl by the name of Raina Varone. Also a young girl. She was in fourth grade when she had passed away. And just before winter vacation, the girls in my, my class started opening up to me about how they felt about it. In fact, you know, I don't understand why certain things happen in this world and the pain that they felt. And I just was, a, I was just beginning to be able to get through to them and explain that I know that sometimes life is chaotic and we don't necessarily, we can't always give reasons for why things happen but we have to believe and we have to push forward and trying to, in a sense, build them up. I said, right after this, they just started opening up. I hear this terrible news and I know that the moment I get back home, they're all gonna hear the news as well because we're in the same community. I said, what am I gonna tell these girls? How am I gonna be able to explain to them has something so crazy happened yet again? And all these thoughts are going through my mind and I kept thinking, you know, how do you stay afloat in a world that sometimes seems to be pulling you downward. It's as though we, we feel like we're in a sea and the, the waters are caving in on us and we have nothing to grab hold of. And um, I got onto the plane to get to the, my destination. And the stewardess actually sat me in a seat that I wasn't supposed to be in. But uh, like I know and like I believe very much, everything happens for a reason. So I sat down in the seat there. All these thoughts are running through my mind. How do you make sense out of this world? And I looked to my left. And there, on the wall of the plane, a small little plaque, two by two, said on it three words that changed the course of my life. And it said, life vest inside. And you may say, Orly, what's the deal? Life vest inside, you're on a plane, it says life vest. Okay. But when I saw those words, it really spoke to me. Because a life vest, what is a life vest? A life vest is a flotation device. It stays afloat. No matter how much you push it down, you push it down. And it has the ability to pop right back up. And so at that moment, the message that I was receiving was saying, Orly, your life vest, your ability to stay afloat in this world that sometimes seems to be pulling you downward, is inside of you. It's within each individual. It's through the kindness that we bestow on others, through the kindness that others bestow upon us. We are each other's life vest. Through this idea of giving. Because really, if you think about it, a life vest, you know, if you have a deflated life vest, in a sense... What's, you know, it doesn't really serve a purpose. How do you inflate a life vest? You actually belong with your own air supply. The more you give, the kinder that you are, the more air you're basically filling into your life vest. And when you become that strong life vest, not only will you be able to stay afloat, but you'll be able to help the other people around you stay afloat simply through this idea of giving. I got back from my trip and, um, This became an inspirational story I I told to the students of that year. And, uh, I had actually gone on a, on a seminar. I was a facilitator on a seminar that my sister was running. And the seminar all had to do with kindness. And, um, one of the things that they had on the table at the very, very end were these cards and it had an act of kindness on it. And they were kind of just all scattered around. People weren't really paying attention to them. It was kind of like as a gimmick. I picked it up and I said, wow, this has a lot of potential if it's used in the proper way. So I started making up a list of acts of kindness. And uh, I made these cards in all different kinds of colors and different types of acts. And each card said, you know, please perform the act and pass the card to someone else. Let's keep the kindness going. And I started giving these out to my students and I started discussing with my students the potential that they have within themselves to do great things. It's so important to see a person's potential. I mean, me personally, when I look at an individual, I don't see them for what they just show you, but I like to see them for what—for what's inside of them, the potential that they have to do great things. And I know one thing. See, one thing about me, I love people. I literally, I love people. I think that people are so special and everybody has something so amazing to contribute. And so, when I look at a person, I like to see that potential within them because the way I believe, if you help, if you see the potential in someone, that's the greatest gift you can give to them, because then they're going to be able to see the potential potential within themselves, and that's amazing, because so many people don't feel good about themselves, and I'm not just talking about children. You, I, you walk around during the day and you and you look into the eyes of people, you know, because they say the eyes are the window to the soul, and you see that. So many people are walking at, walking around, feeling so low about themselves, because we depend upon the you know what others say and the images that others put upon us to give us our value. Really, when we should be giving ourselves our value, recognizing how powerful we are. And so these are concepts I I I, I instill within the students through my class. And I was doing it through these cards. I, I was giving them these cards and I told them, you know, you're going to pass these cards forward. It was the end of that year, June of, June of 2007. And, um, the eighth graders were graduating. And so I had written a letter to, to, to each student, uh, from my, from my class. And I put, and I spoke to the, to the, to the class and I said, you know what I want to do? I said, I want to give each one of these kids a card, an active kindness card to take with them as they venture on into high school. Because the way I see it always, and I tell this to my students, you know, elementary school in a sense is, um, is your training training for the war. And when you get into high school, that's when you're in the war. That's when you're in the difficult situations that you don't have that bubble around you and you need to be able to use the preparation that you had, the things that you've learned about who you are to be able to stand up for what you believe in. And so I told, and I said, I'm going to make these cards. I'm going to give them to the students so that when they venture off into high school and they take a look at that card, they happen to see it again. It'll remind them of how powerful they are and remind them that although they may not think much of themselves, someone else out there thinks a great deal about them. And so I made enough cards for all the kids in the in the grade. And this is really how I started seeing the, the potential of these Axa cards. And so I made enough cards and I gave them out. And I spoke to the students before giving them out. And it happened to be that I happened to have eight extra cards. I said, all right, I guess I made a mistake with the counting. But again, like I said earlier, every single thing happens for a reason. And so I got back home, it was, a, it was June, I drove back home, it was a hot, hot day, and uh, I get into my driveway and I see that there are these workers on the street, basically um, people that are doing community service hours, they're in a penitentiary and they sometimes they send them out to do community service hours by, work, by cleaning the streets. And uh, it was a really hot day, so I said, wow, this is a great opportunity. So I ran into my house, I got a pitcher of water, I got some soda. I got a few cups, some ice, and I went outside. So I approached them. I'm like, hi, how are you guys? You know, you thirsty? They looked at me like I was crazy. They looked at me like I was coming from a different planet. They said, they said, uh, yeah, yeah. why are you giving this to us? I said, well, you know, it's a hot day. I figured, you know, you're thirsty. They said, come on. Really? Why are you giving this to us? What do you, what do you want from us? I said, I promise you, I I want nothing. It just, it's a hot day. I figured you guys probably want to drink. They were so appreciative. And uh, it was amazing. It was amazing to experience. So we started talking for about 20 minutes or so, you know, and getting to know each other and, you know, said my goodbyes and I headed back into my house, get into my room and I take out my bag and I'm, you know, taking out my things from the school that day. And I stumbled upon those extra cards. I said, wait a second, let me see how many cards I have left. So I started counting the cards, four, five, six, seven, eight. I ran to the window, ran. I started counting the people outside. Five, six, seven, eight. Eight people. said, wow. That was amazing. I took the cards. I ran outside. They're like, hey, Orly, what's going on? How you doing? What's up? I said, you know, guys, you asked me before if there's something you could do for me. Well, there's something small I'd like to ask you. They said, sure. I said, well, you know, I'm teaching my students about kindness and the importance of not just doing kindness, but being kind, living it. And I gave out these, I gave out to the students these acts of kindness cards. And I was wondering if I could give you some cards, if I could give each of you a card. I'll never know whether you completed it or not. And that's not the point, but I'd like to share it with you. They said, for sure. So I started handing out the cards randomly. And like I mentioned earlier, the cards have different acts of kindness on them. And so one of the guys there, one of the bigger guys takes his card and he's grasping it in his hand. he starts screaming, how did you know to give me this card? How did you know to give me this card? We were all silent. And I said to him, I said, "I I didn't know. I just gave them out randomly. Why? What does it say? He said, for the past couple of weeks, I've been thinking about calling my parents. It's been 10 years since I've spoken to them. And on the card, it says, Call your mother and father to tell them how much you love them. It was at that moment, with that experience, that I realized the potential of what these cards can do. That they serve as a reminder. See, we all know in our heart of hearts, people are good. People are inherently good. There is no such thing as a bad person. And I believe that fully. There may be bad actions, but there are no bad people. Just the person that went through difficulties in their life and they're waiting for someone to break through all the darkness. These cards serve as a reminder to us of what's really important in this world, of what really matters. So it's not that people don't know it, you know, but, you know, usually when you approach somebody and you say, you know, say the word, oh, oh, kindness, they think of charity work. Oh, you know, visiting, visiting an old age home, giving money to a charity, but kindness isn't something that you schedule within your day. It's not something that you say, oh, yeah, I do kindness Where I do charity work on Mondays and Wednesdays from five to six. You can't do charity. You can't do kindness. You have to be it. It's about the way that we look at the world, that we open our eyes and increase our awareness. And that's really what Life Fest Inside is all about. It's about opening our eyes to increase our awareness of the opportunities that surround us on a day-to-day basis. And learning to take advantage of those opportunities to seize those moments. Because when we do, we suddenly feel this amazing feeling inside of us. I'm sure that, you know, you could relate when you do a, when you do something kind, when you're kind to someone, you get this feeling in your stomach. It's like you feel like you're on cloud a billion. You feel like you're all the way up there. It makes you recognize your potential. Wow. I was able to go out there and bring a smile to someone's face. I just made somebody's day. That's that's a, a crazy feeling. And when you feel that way, and you suddenly recognize, you know, your value, when you recognize your value, then you recognize the value of other people. When you are self-confident, a person that's self-confident is really a person that people gravitate towards. Because I really, truly believe this. You know, a lot of people get confidence and arrogance confused, and they're complete Total opposites. A person that's arrogant, for example, doesn't really feel very deeply about themselves. They make it appear to the public world that they do, but they don't feel so strongly about themselves. And so the way to make themselves feel good is to, you know, look at other people on a lower scale. But that's coming out of weakness. A person that's confident recognizes the power of themselves, really loves themselves. And when you love yourself, suddenly you love others and you realize Wow, all these people around me are also so special. They're so amazing. I want to be able to get to know who they are. I want to be able to give back to them. And that's what the idea of the organization is all about. A couple of years down the road from that June 2007, I was having a discussion with my students, also towards the end of the year, about dreams. I made the kids a a class yearbook of all the things that they've written about, things that they've thought about, and I, we had a session about dreams and pursuing your dreams and realizing that, you know, one person can make a difference. And I told him, I said, you know, as you're going to get older right now, you have great dreams and you have big dreams and you're very idealistic. And as you get older, unfortunately, the world around you is going to truly make you think that it's not possible to, to, to get your dream. Sometimes things are going to happen in your life and it's going to make you bitter. Never, ever lose sight of your dreams. You have the ability to accomplish anything that you you put your mind to. And I had the students, um, write down their dreams. And I, any, any task I give the kids, I do for my, I do myself. And at that moment, and I was, I was doing the cards for these, for those years, through those years, I was doing the acts of kindness cards. I said to myself, I actually came about in the class with my students. I said, you know, guys, Imagine if we created thousands and thousands of these cards. And we went to the city one day and we just started giving them out like crazy to people. I said, wow, people will be affected by it and people will begin to affect others and they will affect another because they keep passing the card forward. I said, that's amazing. And that's really where the dream of doing this came about. That summer, I made. Uh, by myself, I made about like 8,000 cards, cutting them, laminating them, and going around and giving them out to people around me. And the stories that came back to me of people telling me, you don't know that it's so weird. The card that I received was exact the card that I needed. So that always happens. What you need always comes to you. And then I said to myself that summer, I said, wow, imagine if people actually had the ability to track where their card is going. How do you make, how do you make people feel like what they're doing is making a difference? You know, because I'm sure, for example, you yourself, you've probably touched more people in your life than you even know. The people that you have just maybe meaningless conversations with you, you've probably touched more people in this world, in this lifetime than you know. And imagine knowing that, how great that makes you feel, how more powerful that makes you feel, how much it makes you want to go out and do more. So I wanted to give people an ability to quantify how they are affecting the world. So I said to myself, imagine if these cards had a tracking number and had a system set up that when you get a card and you could track it, you see everybody that had it before you and you can connect with them in a social networking type of way, read stories and inspired. And once you pass it forward, see all the places it goes to. Did it travel across a state? Did it travel across the country? Did it go to somebody you know? Did it come back to you? That's amazing. Showing people that, th- that they can, in a sense, see the effect that they have, give them the actual ability, you know, kind of like the, the you know, the movie paid forward, but actually giving people the, the ability to see how they're affecting others, what that can do for them. And that's where the, it was at that, it was at that summer, it was the summer of 2009 that this idea came into being. But I worked full time as a teacher. And so I started developing it little by little. And it was last summer, the summer of 2010, that I decided to make, you know, that I decided to put my full time into it to, you know, to make the film, which I'll speak to you about in a little bit. And, um, and I realized over the year of teaching Latin, uh, over the, the 2010, 2011 year, that this is, this is my dream. You know, how amazing is it to find the thing that you actually put on this world to do? This is what I'm supposed to do. And it's giving me the opportunity to fuse both passions my teaching passion, my film passion, my passion for people all together. And so I decided, and it was a very hard decision because I love my students and I love the school to take a leave of absence this year, the year of 2011, 2012, to pursue this dream and to put everything into it, take every dollar I've made over the past seven years and put it into it. Because if you believe in something enough, you have to go all in. And the one thing I will bet on every day, no matter what, is I will bet on people. That is my job, is to bet on people. And um, just to share with you a little bit about, you know, some people ask me, I don't understand, Orly, where does this come from? I mean, it's something, that, it's something that has been a part of me ever since I can remember. I'm talking about being a young child, something I've always thought about, you know, people in the world and wanting to help people. It's always been something on my mind since, since I can really remember. Three years old, I, that young. But, uh, I went through an experience in my life, actually, that kind of shaped who I am, in a sense. Uh, I'm not going to go into detail about it, but just briefly, uh, when I was in 10th grade, I was 15 years old, and we all know that the teen years are very hard years, because it's the years that you feel, you feel alone, that you're uncertain of who you are, of how, what, what kind of mark you're supposed to put on this world. And, um, I had a pretty traumatic experience happen to my family, and, um, I was very strong about it in the beginning, and then I, I had broken down. Uh, I wasn't in school for two months, and I went through a very, very difficult time. There was a time where I felt completely alone, and it hurt me very much because I had always been the person that tried to be there for other people, and I was really, I felt all alone. And um, thank God I was able to get myself out of it and become stronger as a result of it, and I thank God every day for it happening because I wouldn't be who I am today, but I made a promise to myself all those years back. I promised myself to that 15-year-old me that I would be there for others in my life the way I had wished somebody would be there for me. And I think that, and it's that motivation that has driving me ever since. Uh, and it's that motivation that really makes me love people so much and want to reach out to people. The tougher they are, the more they push. I still love them. I, I don't. I don't care. And it's a very, very big part of me. And I know how much people can get hurt. You know, the reason that sometimes people will say, people have reached out to me and told me, you know, on the on the, on the the video that we have done, actually, um, you know, there are people, some people that were disliking it. There were tons, there's like thousands of likes. And people were posting on the YouTube video, I can't believe this amount, you know, 10 people or 100 people, it went up to like 100, I think now, dislike this video. They're haters, they're this. And I said to those people, I said, They're not haters and I'm not upset at those people. It's those people that need us to reach out to them the most. It's those people that are really crying for us to say, we love you and it's it's okay to trust again. Because the reason that kindness, you know, although it's something that we all know, but the reason that it's, you know, it's hard is because people have gotten hurt in their life. People have been hurt by others. So they become bitter. It's not that they don't want to believe. We all want to believe, but people build this wall. They want somebody so badly to break it down. But sometimes people see them as, oh, they're haters, they're this, they're negative. They're not really. At the, you know, every, every pessimist is, 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 you know, is really, uh, you know, a closet optimist. That's what I believe. And we need to show those people. Those are the people that we need to embrace the most. And that's really what I'm, that's really where all this motivation is coming from, is really wanting to reach out to people show them that it's okay to believe again, okay to trust again, and if people open their eyes to the opportunities that surround them and recognize that we're all connected, that we can really make a change because unfortunately what's bringing us into the problems that we have in today's time, you know, for children, it's whether whether it be depression or bullying or, or peer pressure or substance abuse or even for adults, depression is a tremendous thing. You know, whatever it may be, All these issues, this is an ability to be able to, a preventative method of being able to actually target these problems from the inside out.
0: When you talk about kindness, it's not for the sake of checking off your list, I walked an old lady across the street today or I bought cookies from the Girl Scouts or something like that. It's it's meant to be just a genuine act that's spontaneous and that you do it just to be kind for someone else. Is, is that right? Am I understanding the concept correctly? 100%. How did you go about making the video? Uh, the video was how I first heard about what you were doing and one of the things that struck me was that there's no dialogue so regardless of your language you can understand the concept behind it would you tell us about how that project came about
1: I would love to I would love to and that's very very true you know kindness is in every language and that's why words were not necessary for that so the way that that came about um, as I mentioned to you um, in the summer of 2009 when this idea came about and I I built the, um, I just started, you know, I bought the, in a sense, the rights to the website. And I was working throughout that year to try and build a site. And I said to myself, I want to be able to create something. Because prior to being involved in, in education, I was involved in film. And I left it to go into education, uh, which is also a passion. But I said, you know, I want to be able to create something that is going to be able to show the viewers the beauty of kindness and how it passes so easily from one person to the next so fluid like a fluid motion I want to be able to convey that in pictures and I was thinking about all different ideas maybe doing some kind of like a slide type of show and then I said to myself wait a second Orly you were involved in film show it through film and so I'll never forget this this was in the summer of 2010 it was July I said to myself, I want to do a film. And I knew I had a very, very short period of time to do it because I was going back to teaching in September. And once teaching comes along, that's like a twenty-four-seven job. So I said to myself, I have a very short time to do this. So I sat down and I started just writing scenes from things that have happened to me, kind of stories that have happened to me throughout my life with people. And I kept writing and writing. And all of a sudden, on the paper, the script sprang to life. I had many more scenes than what you saw in the film, in the Kindness Boomerang film. All these scenes sprang to life. And I was like, wow, this doesn't even need to be communicated through words. Because very much like what I believe, and I spoke to the actors about it, it's all about the eyes. People need to look at each other. You know, in today's time also, just a small point is that We're so involved in this I world, you know, and we forget to look up. You know, you see, you walk, you look, go, go in the street and you walk down the street and you see people looking in their phones and they're in their own bubble that they don't realize that the people that they're bumping into, they're there for a reason. There's an interaction. People communicate through texts or through, or through, you know, writing email. That lack of human connection is, is fading. And that's really what's needed. You know, human connection is amazing what it could do, you know? And so the power of the eyes, actually looking up. How often when you say thank you to somebody for something, or you say, oh, hi, how, how are you? How often do you look at people in the eyes when you say it? So I said, this doesn't need to have words. This just needs to have the eyes. And so I started writing the script. And it, like I mentioned, it was based all upon real experiences that I went through. Um, some people, you know, some people actually in the YouTube video There were certain people that were angry and they said, you know, how come you portrayed the homeless man as being somebody that is, uh, uh, that is somebody that is African-American, that is black? I think that that's very stereotypical. That's what people were, you know, there were a couple of people mentioning this comment. And so I said to them, I said, you know, this, this script was all based upon real life experiences that I personally went through. And that man, that man's name was Hutch. I met him last year. I met him right before the film. Leaving Madison Square Garden, New York. It was this—he uh, was in a wheelchair, and he sit, sit, sit in, standing there. he's sitting there in the middle of Madison Square Garden, tons of people walking by him, no one even looking his direction. And so I went over to him, and I started talking to him, say, "Hi, how are you? You know, how's everything?" And uh, actually, sorry, excuse me. Before I actually went up to him, I saw there was a there was like a, a food stand, a hot dog stand. And so I went to the hot dog stand. My friend's like, what are you doing? I said, just one second. I went to the hot dog stand and I purchased a hot dog and I purchased a drink and I went over to him. I said, hi, has everything. And what's your name? He's like, Oh, my name is Hutch. I said, Hutch, it's really great to meet you. I said, you know, I, you know, I'm not sure if you, if you like this or not, but I figured you might, you might like a hot dog. He's like, wow. He said, wow. And he stopped. I can't believe what you, what you just did. He told me. I said, I didn't do anything. He's like, you know, I've been sitting here for, you know how long I've been sitting here? Do you know how many people came up and spoke to me and asked me what's my name? It wasn't just the action of giving the hot dog, of course. But that experience was one, out of all the scenes in the film, that one really st- stood out to me. It was a very, very special one to me. And I have, a, I have a, the same story with every scene in that film. And, you know, how, like how it came to life. And so, at a very short period of time, we put out the, uh, we put out, I put out the ad on Craigslist for actors we you know basically did interviews this was now in august i did the you know i did the the callbacks in august towards the middle of august chose my cast who are amazing people i they've literally have become my family i i met them three times that's it we had two rehearsals and then we had the day of the shoot which was september 1st of 2010 and they become like a family to me, and we sincerely care about each other. I can't tell you what we created on that street in Red Bank. We chose actually to shoot the film uh, in Red Bank. The story behind that is pretty exciting. I'm not sure if there's time really to mention it, but um, why we chose that location. But that was the idea of the film, was to be able to show this, this fluidity of, of kindness and how it moves from one person to the next. And each of the characters had a very detailed character analysis. I would love to actually send to you. I think that you would really enjoy it, and readers would really enjoy it. Basically showing all the people of who they are and their backstory. The idea behind that is that the people that you walk by in your day, they also have a story. They're going through certain things in their life as well. We have to realize that we're not a world, we're not a world within ourselves. We're bumping into other worlds throughout our day, other people that have so much going on. They just may need that smile that you give them. They may need, you know, that small assistance that you show them, that door that you hold open for them, the things that we really remember, the stories that we tell when we talk about kindness that people did or inspirational stories, they're not the big things. I mean, ask anybody. They're not the big things. They're the small, minute things usually done by these small people, strangers here and there, and they stick with us. That says something. And so... The film came to life in a way that I can't begin to explain. It was one of the most amazing experiences I had. We shot it on that September 1st. Oh, my goodness, the difficulties that happened that day with the film and things that took place. There were, you know, obviously obstacles. Um, but nothing, things that are worth it in life will always come with obstacles. That's how you know you're going in the right direction. And so um, we, you know, it was just an amazing day of production. Uh, it was a very stressful day of production because we only had a certain time limit before the sun went down and we had a lot of issues with the, with the camera. We only got started at about 5 PM and we only had till 7 PM to shoot. So we had two hours to shoot and it was done in one. If you know, if you notice when you watch it, the kindness boomerang, it's done in one shot. It's there are no cuts. Some people that involved the film, they noticed it and, they, and there, there was a reason I, we chose to do that of why it, there were no cuts because we wanted to show that kindness keeps flowing. It's like a domino effect. There isn't a cut. There's no cuts. You push one little piece down. Boom, 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 boom. Others begin to fall far beyond what you even thought. And at the very end of the of the of the film, it ended with the same guy that started it. Uh, you know, the construction worker wearing his orange vest. And little did he know that he was the one that set all those events into motion. Sometimes we'll find out how we were able to affect somebody else. and Sometimes we don't. We won't find out. But the idea to know is never think that an act of kindness that you do is for waste. It makes a greater effect than you ever can imagine. And the things that you do today definitely shape the future of someone else and the future of yourself. Orly and
0: all these, these cast members, as you call
1: them, were they all volunteers? Every cast member did not get, were volunteers. They did not get. They did not get paid because, like I said, I maybe I didn't mention this, but really the funding for this organization is, you know, is really coming from all the the savings that I've made over the past seven years. And so I had, you know, a limited a limited budget. And so these actors um, that I that I got through, basically mostly from Craigslist, these actors, um, you know, came in. All that was that was that was basically compensated for them was their, you know, their travel expenses of coming to the, the place uh, where we shot in Red Bank, New Jersey. Um, and, of course, their, their um, so like I said, their transportation, food provided for them throughout, of course, throughout the day. And um, as well as a copy of the, of the script and, cre- and, you know, and credits. And, of course, the promise that they will most definitely be involved in upcoming projects. I remember telling them that day. Yeah, I, I can't tell you how much I love these, these actors. I Literally, I love these people. I told them that day, and they all felt it. They all felt it, that what we're creating right now is going to be something amazing. And I told them that I believe very strongly that those people that are there with me in the beginning, when it was just a thought and just an idea, I will most certainly take them with me wherever I go. Uh, because, because they believed in it. They really felt it, and they lived it the emails that they sent to me until this very day, I just got an email from one of them just yesterday. It was phenomenal about the kindnesses that they are beginning to realize themselves opportunities that have been coming about. They started sharing these stories and how they're trying to actually get it out there. And these people don't even, didn't even know me. It, it, it's, it was amazing. They, they did this because they connected with the idea and that was, you know, that was their compensation. The crew members did get compensated. Um, of course, all of the you know there was all the props, uh, you know the the, the the um the camera, all the equipment. So it was definitely a very expensive venture, uh, but I think it was one of the best decisions I ever made. Um, you know, and uh, they actually this past summer, in the summer of 2011, we shot another two commercials. They're not out yet, but definitely look out for them shortly. They will. I'm working on post production. And, um, almost all of the cast members from the first film came back for these, for these past two that I did this summer. And, uh, it was amazing. They all got together. We had like a reunion and we're all there. And it's amazing. They, they didn't, they met each other three times and we all became so close. And, uh, you know, we're working now on another project, our upcoming project, actually. It's all to do with the school systems, all to do with kindness in the schools, building that self-esteem, that self-value. And we're actually posting that project onto Kickstarter, which is basically a funding platform for creative projects. And you place, the, you place it up on Kickstarter and um, you have incentives for people that would like to donate. You set an amount that you need for that specific project and you have about 90 days to get it. And if, you are, if the project is fully funded, the money is given to you to actually go ahead and do your project. However, if it's not fully funded, no money exchanges hands. So it's a kind of all or nothing type of situation. And the people that donate receive different incentives. If you donate this much, you get this incentive or that incentive. So actually, I'm hoping to post up that Kickstarter video by the end of uh, January 2012. I'm hoping to post it up there. Um, and it's all to do, that next film that we're going to be doing is all to do with the school system, showing the opportunities within the school for kindness. To, to Because you need to be able to quantify, you need to be able to explain to children, especially what kindness looks like, just like in the video, Um, you know, seeing, oh, a person giving somebody a quarter that's looking for money for their meter, helping, you know, picking up somebody's wallet and returning it to them, helping somebody cross the street. Tons of emails were coming into me. I mean, I received literally hundreds of emails a day from people that across the globe that are sharing stories and saying, I'm not, you're not going to believe this. I, you know, I watched the video. One of the actors from the summer sent me a message. He said, you know, I watched this video and I said to myself, it's really beautiful But how often do I have this opportunity? He said to me, the next day, I was in the train station and the same idea of, you know, giving somebody money or whatever it is presented itself. And I couldn't believe it. I thought that was so amazing. So I said to him, I said, I said, you know what? That opportunity was there every day, except we're not aware of them. We don't see them. We have these opportunities every second. But when we begin to understand what kindness looks like, and that's what the educational program is about helping the students understand what kindness looks like, when we begin to understand what it looks like, we suddenly start realizing, wow, there's an opportunity there and an opportunity there. And we start being able to take action. So it's really about reminding ourselves. And so this upcoming project, as I mentioned, is all to do with the school system, and we hope to be able to gain the funding for it in order to really go through with the project. Um, Because a project of this nature, in which we're looking to hopefully go Global and people reaching out to us that want to start branches in their countries uh, that want to get involved and I really take it uh, it's very seriously to answering everybody back. I mean, answering the YouTube comments back. I think it's very important because it shows people that you care and to tell somebody, oh, you know, I don't have time to, to talk to you. That, that's a sense of arrogance and that's something that, uh, you know, I'm not interested in. I think that everybody that is brought to us through the film or through the website or through people such as yourself are brought to us for a reason and they, and, and I'd like to take advantage of that reason and get to know who they are. Um, I've, you know, even spoken to people through the, through the videos that were very negative and we started getting into this crazy conversation and just from talking to them on, on YouTube or Facebook or Twitter, they started seeing things differently. And I established relationships with these people just because they see that someone is wanting to reach out to them. So that's just the general idea.
0: Orly, tell us how you got the word out about the video. Was it, did you just post it on YouTube? How did you, how did you promote the video once that first kindness boomerang video was complete?
1: So that's a really, it's a great, great story. So I wasn't sure of when to release it. Um, like I said, the video was shot of September 1st of 2010. I had it in my hands since, um, I got the actual compressed version this past summer of the summer of 2011 and uh I wasn't sure what to do I said I you know I don't know how to get it out there I said to myself one day I said you know what you can't think that you're gonna be able to know what to do with everything I said I'm gonna put it out there I'm gonna post it up on YouTube publicly because it was originally private then I said I'm gonna post it up on YouTube publicly on October 1st of 2011 I posted it publicly I didn't send it to anybody so we'll see what happens you know maybe somebody will stumble upon it i said just because i don't know how to market it right now because there were so many other things that i have to think about i said if it affects somebody if somebody stumbles upon it and it affects them that's a great thing i can't you know stop that so i posted it up there and uh you know started getting views It's getting you know 100 to you know 300,000 suddenly i'm talking about out of nowhere and i didn't send it to anyone i have no idea I it got around um in the middle of October, it started going up even further, even more. Yeah, I was like 20,000. thousand. We're like, wow, 20,000. It's crazy. You know, that's what I was thinking. I went away for Thanksgiving. While I was away, it jumped 100,000 views in that week, which was tremendous. When I got back in the middle of, when I got back in December, it was really a month from, t- from today. December 4th, I got back. Since then, things started skyrocketing. All of a sudden, in one week, it went from those few hundred thousand views to now what it is—over 1.5 million views—and that's just on my channel. Someone else reposted the video. People were reposting it everywhere. I didn't even know. I'm so sorry, my- Orly.
0: Was that 1.5 million views? Yes,
1: yeah, 1.5 million, as you know, to date, approximately on my channel, on the official Life Vest channel. And what happened was somebody had, you know, people are posting all the time on YouTube and I always read the comments. So someone said, you know, I got to your site through a different video that had that was posted three days ago and it had 2.5 million views. So I said, what? I looked, I asked the person, could you send me the link? Because they put it underneath a different knee. I looked at it the next day. It wasn't 2.5 million anymore. It was 3.5 million. About six days into it, since the person posted it, it went up to about seven million views. This is right before the holidays, right before Christmas. Right now that video is close to it's closing in, I think, on nine million views. And I didn't even I didn't even post that one. That was somebody that you know downloaded and reposted it. Suddenly I'm seeing it popping up. You know, you type in Life fest onto Google. I see it popping up on people's blogs, people writing about it in different languages people from France that reached out to me asking me if they could put an article in their magazine, people from India, people from people from Russia, people from Brazil. I'm, I'm talking about Australia. Everywhere that you can think of around the world, people have been reposting it and writing articles in their language. Suddenly, one day, somebody says to me, Oh, I just saw your this spot on CBS online. I said, What? I didn't even know. I said, I, I can't believe it. So I went on to, 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 you know, to that channel and I saw they did this amazing, this amazing spot on, on Life Vest inside. And they were talking about me as well. The only thing is they thought I was a guy, which is okay. I don't care. I was laughing. My family, they're like, this man, Orly Waba. I was, I was hysterical. So, uh, they they made this really beautiful spot. They did such a great job on the organization and what we're doing. And I was so taken aback to see how many people and how far it's reaching, you know, companies reaching out to us that want that to wanna help in terms of investment, um, you know. schools reaching out to us because something I'm planning to do is travel from school to school or whether it be to companies to give workshops, to give lectures about what we're doing and, and the actual physical sense of how to put it into action. Because the educational program that I, that I created uh, is geared towards fourth through twelfth grade And um, it's, you know, a nine-session program that goes throughout the year, which eventually I'm hoping that we'll be able to get into other schools. But for now, because of where we're at um, and the lack of manpower, I personally am going to be going around to do, like, pilot lessons in different schools or different places, whether it be churches or synagogues or mosques or whatever it may be. Um, And, you know, just actually on that point, something amazing I just want to mention. One of the greatest things about this, idea of kindness, is that it's universal. Kindness transcends race, it transcends gender, it transcends religion, it transcends crazy borders, because it's for everyone. And I think that one of the biggest issues right now in the world, this idea, you know, you look on the news, you look at the headlines, you see war, you see hate, you see crime, you see depression, you see the economic failures that are happening. People need this right now. And what's great is that people from various religious backgrounds, various cultural backgrounds have been reaching out and saying, Wow, this is so important. We shouldn't look at people based upon their religion or based upon their culture or where they come from. And that is amazing because that really is the is the eventual goal is to show is to gain respect amongst people throughout the world. And to show people we're we're here in this together. You know, so many people look at life as competition. But when they realize that if we work together as a whole, we can accomplish far more than working alone. When people learn to respect each other and say, yes, maybe you're different, but I still respect you. I think think the world is ready for something like this. The world needs something like this. And we all in our heart know it. We need to bring back that idealistic view. When we were a child and we believe that the world could change you know when I was younger actually my brothers used to sing to me you know heal the world the song heal the world they used to make fun of me because I always used to say I'm going to change the world I want to change I want to help you know but the truth of the matter is as children we all have that idealistic view it's time that we start looking at the world through the eyes of a child through that innocence that it's possible to breach the gaps in in the differences that we have with other countries or other religions or other cultures and to recognize that at the end of the day we're the human race we're all the same and we need to reach out to people
0: Orly you sound so enthusiastic and so empowered and so self-confident you're definitely inspiring and it sounds like you can do all of these things and more but I'm hearing you also at the same time say that manpower is an issue are you working at this alone? Is this is, Are you the sole staff
1: person right now? So I'll tell you. Um, so from the time where the idea came about, like I told you, in, t- in the summer of 2009, till this year two th- of 2011, till I would say October, this was me alone. Very difficult because, you know, and a lot of people thinking that, um, you know, I'm too idealistic or what do you know, what are you thinking, or how are you going to really make a difference or what are you planning to do, leave your job? I said, yeah, I'm planning to leave my job and pursue this dream. And uh, it was very, very difficult. But through the magic of how the world works, um, a, a, a 20-year-old, 22-year-old boy within my community reached out to me this past summer. And uh, he, you know, he called me up, he said, I heard about your organization uh, from somebody that I was seeing and it sounds amazing, and I want to get involved. At the time, I was going crazy. I had so many things going on, and uh, I was putting the film in a festival, so I needed flyers to be hung up, something so trivial. And uh, I met with him, and I gave him the flyers. And he said to me now that we're working together, he said, you know, I'm not here to just hand out flyers, you know. A couple of months later, we reconnected, and he's like, Orly, I'm not here to hand out flyers. I want to be involved. I said, I would love for you to be involved. A lot of people say they want help, but at the end of the day, it's very hard to dedicate time. So he left his job, and he was going back to school. He actually just started back in school this past January, just, just two days ago on January uh, 4th. He went back to school. He, so he had a month off, in a sense, from, November, from December 4th, from like yeah November, end of November, till just now, till January, that he was off that in that in-between time, between going from working to going back into school. He brought in two other guys from my, from my community as well. Since I, got, since I got back from my trip on, on Thanksgiving, since December 4th till today, January 6th, we've been working literally day in and day out. Us four, um, myself and Joey uh, Dweck, who is my associate that's working, was working full-time with me. We're working literally, I'm talking about from like 9 a.m. to like 3 a.m. every day. Um, and the other two boys, Albert Nakesh and, um, Mark Sabog, they are working on a part-time basis because they have, they, you know, they're working in, in, you know, they have their own job. They're working at night. So every night we meet and things like that. And it's been, it's been amazing how much has been accomplished in a period of a month. Uh, but I know, you know, the, the issue is we need, we realize, and we actually just spoke about this last night, it's getting so big and it has the potential to boom. And there's so many ways for this to explode and people reaching out to us, like I said, whether, you know, from different countries that want to be involved, that want to start branches, that we need to be able to increase manpower. We need to be able to have full-time people that are working on it. Um, people that we can reach out to in terms of companies partnering with various, uh, like in a sense, retail stores that once the cards come out and the site is fully launched, which we have the site up right now. And once we have the app, which is going to be phenomenal, I, I'm not going to really go into detail about that, but it's, we're creating a, a mobile app. I can't really go into further detail about it, but I will tell you this. This is going to become something revolutionary. We are going to create a kindness revolution. I know it in my heart 100%, and I'm very excited for it. And so we're, looking, we're really looking for people that can help us, whether it be, whether it be on monetary-wise, because as I mentioned, Right now, money wise, it's coming from myself, which is very difficult. And of course, from the donations of people that are just seeing the video and coming onto the site and donating. Of course, they're donating. It's, you know, a dollar here or $5 there. That means a lot to me because it shows that they care, which is to me, that means a great deal, you know, but we definitely do need the backing of partners that believe in what we believe in, that stand for what we stand for, that want to see a better tomorrow that believe in the good of this world and want to make a difference. And I believe with my full heart that a person has the merit to be involved in something of this nature. And I, I look forward to, 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 to partnering up with various, whether it be retail stores that will carry our cards by their store counters and stand for our partners in kindness or corporations that are involved as partnership um, to invest in what we are doing So that we could get this out to the schools, so we could get this to other countries, so that we can hire people. Because you know, I myself, obviously, I'm I'm going all into this. You know, it's for me. This is I'm going all in. This is not about money for me. This is not about pride. This is about this is about passion and love and the pursuit of a dream. Orly, is
0: this a non profit or a for profit organization?
1: It is. um, Last year, I had filled out the paperwork, and it is um, as of right now a non for profit organization. Um, so it's fully, you know, tax deductible. Uh, that was something that we were actually discussing because, you know, non-for-profits sometimes have a very difficult time uh, gaining the funding. Uh, sure, people will donate to them, but it's a very difficult thing dealing from non-for-profit prof- perspective. I've, I've seen difficulties just from starting now. You know, I am filling out grants, grant applications, but it's very difficult for actually those things to come through. Um, do you have a board uh, of directors? We, we do have a board of the board is our, like I mentioned us four that we are working on this with, as well as we have an advisory board of people that have reached out to us, um, from other, you know, from other companies that want to advise us and help to guide us. Uh, but we are looking to expand and looking to bring more people in because, you know, there's power in numbers.
0: Orly, so you've told us about your beginnings and how things have been moving very quickly, especially with the kindness boomerang video and how people are reaching out to you from many corners of the world and that you are a nonprofit, which which for many people is a very important thing. Also, that you are having manpower and resources issues. For those of our listeners who want to get involved, either at a personal level or at a business level, or maybe both, if they want to support your efforts, what kinds of immediate needs
1: do you have? Okay, well, the truth is we have so many various opportunities for people to get involved in, and... Uh... We definitely welcome anyone that would like to, to you know, to help us in, in building and establishing who we are. One of the first and foremost needs, uh, I think, in order for things to grow to the way and to the extent that um, I'm hoping for them to grow, uh, getting this global, uh, you know, working on educational program and the schools and, and the website and the app and the films is really um, capital. Uh, people that would be interested in partnering up with us, uh, whether it be corporations that are interested in investing or... Um, other, like I said, mentioned like retail stores that are interested in partnering up and allowing us to, um, have the cards being placed in their, in their stores that are distributed nationwide or worldwide or wherever it may be. But we're looking really tremendously for, for, for people that will be able to give us that backing and give us that passion and believe as much as we do and, um, feel that it has that ability to, to truly make a difference in this world. Uh, in addition to to partners and, and, and corporations that uh would like to become in a sense a kindness partner, we also there are many other aspects as well. Um whether it be in education, for example, something that we're going to be looking to do is since I'm one person, I can't necessarily be traveling to everywhere. Something I'm planning to do is to be traveling to speak in different different schools, different companies, things of that nature, is to create a team of volunteers that believe very passionately about this idea of kindness and that have a love for speaking to people, have a love for people getting that message out there, whether it be with children or whether it be in human resources level in companies that in a sense, we will have like a training lesson that every so often we meet via Skype or whatever it may be, depending on the locale of the of where they are and going over the ideals of what Life Essence Side is about so that they can then take that and go out there and actually be a Rip representative for us. Uh, because many people have been reaching out to us about, you know, creating branches or starting things in their own in their own countries that are connected to life as inside. And I think that that's a really uh, great tool is basically, in a sense, training people in who we are, what we do, what we believe in and allowing those people now to, in a sense, start a branch um, of actually taking that passion and presenting it to the world um, to their specific locale. In addition, one of the main, main things that we need is, uh, in terms of marketing and advertising and how to, how to, how to get our name out there, how to, um, because we said, you know, my colleagues and I, we were discussing, we said, wow, you know, it's amazing. We put this video up on YouTube, like I mentioned before, just like that, we didn't do anything to publicize it. And without publicizing it, it reached, you know, altogether total views over 10 million views in a very short period of time. Imagine if we put certain resources to actually getting the video out there through social networking or through, you know, whether it be through television stations or through doing talk shows, um, that would be an amazing, amazing opportunity because we can reach so many more people, uh, through marketing. However, that's a whole area and field of its own. And so we definitely need manpower or whether people that can donate their services or their time in order for those types of things to happen. And uh, that's a very, very big, that's a very big aspect. Uh, in addition, in, in, in terms of film, we're always looking for people that are interested in helping out with the upcoming films. Whether, for example, people reached out to me saying, you know, I do animation. I would love to create an animation for you. Or musicians reaching out saying, you know, I do music. I would love to create a music, a song for you. We actually have one song that belongs to the organization. It's called Show You Care. It's actually up on YouTube under, in our channel. That's the official song of life vest inside. Basically all about taking our blinders off and seeing the world for what it really is. Um, and so connecting, we're also hoping in a very big sense to connect with various musical artists, various celebrities that are, that stand for our ideals of kindness that will, in a sense, join us in our mission. And or whether it be sport athletes or whatever it may be, people that are in the public eye, because if they if they believe very strongly in kindness and they stand with us and others that look up to them, say, wow, you know, look at this guy. You know, he he's so he I think he's the coolest guy and he believes in kindness and he's doing kindness. You know, I I also think I can do it. It's so it's showing it's in a sense giving people the opportunity to be able to connect more to it. So, we're looking very much to create these, um, these partnerships with, with whether it be companies, whether it be you know, corporations, whether it be people within different industries, whether it be celebrities or musical artists or, or athletes or you know, um, people that can help us really spread the message. Because the idea is we want to really get the message out there. We want it to get to far reaching, not just to remain in one local area whether it be New York or the United States, but to really branch out to reach the global community because that's who's been reaching out to us.
0: Orly, let me just bring you back to the question for a second, maybe we could prioritize. What would you say are your top three in terms of priority items for your wish list? You said, for example, that you needed more funds. Can you give us a number Of course, everybody wants unlimited funds, but can you come up with a number that our listeners might target that is on your wish list, say, for 2012, 2013, that would allow you to remain viable as an organization and to continue furthering your mission?
1: Sure, of course. Um, So just to answer the first question, definitely I would say sponsorship Um, or, uh, you know, corporate sponsorship or partners in that sense is, uh, one of the, one of the priorities. I would say the next would be, you know, marketing, uh, and advertising, getting our name out there. Um, and the next would be in a sense, I I would say, uh, engagement with our, with our customer through the, you know, the technological aspects, uh, meaning web and, and the, and and the app. These, I would say are, uh, three priorities, um, that right now are on the table, uh, for for life fest inside and getting it to where I think that it needs to be um because allowing us to have uh, the funding will definitely open up the doors to be able to hire hire people that can get certain tasks done get the day, get your know, certain day to day operations done um and really get us out there because things like marketing advertising the app those things are very costly so um in terms of a number it's a very hard thing to uh, per se to give uh, we do have a business plan uh, which shows where we're headed um, on this in this 2012 year where we want to be what we foresee for the company um, in my in my my wish list as you said where I would love to be in terms of funding wise um, that I think that this can really in a sense disseminate to all the other um, you know far-reaching c- countries and get the the app to where it needs to be which is the driving force of the organization um, I would say it would be low would be, I would say, half a million would be in the, in the vicinity that we're really looking at, um, and to be able to be confident that we're really going to be able to spread this message and use all the funding properly, um, I would say somewhere in that range, to a half a million to a million is, would be, I guess, the wish list, you know, but I, I think that regardless of what we are able to, to get, it's going to be done to some extent, but to get it powerful out there, to get it really powerfully out there, driving force, uh, and all of the things that we, that we have listed. That's where our budget, we have in a sense two different types of budget, two types of budget plans, business plans, um, that I would be more than happy to share with anybody that is interested in being involved on a a sponsorship level, um, or on a services level to be able to share with them where, where that funding is going, how we, how it breaks down, how we're getting to those numbers, um, how we see this playing out. And, um, yeah, that's basically, that's where I would say.
0: And there is a place on your website for those people who are not quite in the half a million dollar donation category where they go and donate. Is that right?
1: That's a hundred percent on the website itself. There is a, um, on the website itself, there is a donate button in which you can send, you can just uh, send donations through there. Uh, there's also an address that you could send donations to, um, again, it's very important to, to, to realize it's not at the end of the day. I mean, it depends on how big we're going to come out in the very, very beginning, how strong we're going to, 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 you know, to hit the market. Um, and so there's always different in a sense levels of how we can do that, but any, any kind of, uh, donation or sponsorship is definitely more than, than, than what we have in a sense. Um, and it's, like I said, it's greatly appreciated. Those people, even the people that donated a dollar through the site, I, I know their names, and uh, it means a great deal to me that they donated a dollar because they didn't have to donate anything. You know that that means that you took the time to go onto a site and to say, "I want to give a dollar to this because I believe in it." Dollar to me is, and a person's heart is <laughs> is on that same level of a million dollars. I know that that sounds crazy. I know that it sounds crazy. And obviously, a million dollars is great. It's very nice and welcome. Someone wants to give $100,000, that's great and welcome. But uh, um, those small small donations, um, seeing people being able to give, and it's not an easy time right now in the world, economy-wise. It's not an easy time to give. So people being able to take the time to actually give, that says a really great deal about the world and uh, about people.
0: Orly, in this process, you yourself have gone through some changes and taken some risks and learned some lessons from those experiences would you share some tips for our listeners that they can take to their lives to their work and apply what three suggestions what three tips would you share with our listeners that they themselves can learn from
1: the first tip i will tell you is continue to dream and dream big and don't let tell, anybody tell you that you can't do it because people are going to dissuade you from, from, you know, you can have a great idea out there and people are going to dissuade you. And it's very difficult when you don't have the support of others, but you need to be able to have the support of yourself. If you believe in something, go for it. I know it's scary. You know, I mean, I, I actually left my job and that's not something that most people, it's, that's not an easy thing to do. And I'm not saying that that would necessarily work for everybody, but if you really believe in something, Go for it because your passion is what comes through to people. What you believe in comes through to, pe- to people. And it's very important. It's very also important to listen to the advice and to the counsel of others. You may not take all the advice that people throw your way. Um, you know, you may have certain ideas that are different. You may not agree with them, but it's very important to listen to the counsel of others and to, and to know that at the end of the day, you know, you don't know what you don't know. So it's very important to listen to what others say and others experience because it definitely can guide you. Um, it's it, 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 important to have a board of advisors, people that you can go to to throw things around and see what they say, see what their advice is. Um, I tell you, for one, because I did not have that in the very beginning, uh, a lot of the money that I put into it in the beginning went to waste, you know, and it was very, very hard for me. Um, because this is, you know, this is anybody that's investing in a business from the beginning is investing their, you know, you're investing your own money and don't get discouraged if the, if you make mistakes, mistakes are key. They are very much key. So you can be upset that you lost a few thousand dollars doing something. For example, just a small thing. Um, one of the hardest obstacles that I had and I still am having trouble finding. I'm working with somebody now, but was finding somebody, in a sense, to take over the technological aspects. And I know that this is a problem that many, many, many people, many businesses have in terms of finding a person to do their site or whether to do their app. It's very hard because it's all service-based. And so you can get quoted. You know, we got quoted a million dollars for our app. And we got quoted numbers like $8,000. And there are many different price levels out there. And, um, it, you know, sometimes it's very hard to sift through and to really trust the person that you're working with. But that's, at the end of the day, very important, to trust the person that you're working with. Because just going sometimes with the cheaper route doesn't mean it's the best, or going with the very expensive route doesn't mean it's the best either. Uh, I had a situation where I gave money to somebody, invested, and, you know, I gave money to someone to do something for me, and they gave me zero in return, and they didn't return the money. Write everything down. I will give this as an advice to anybody starting anything. I... I trust people fully and that sometimes can get me into some trouble and it doesn't mean I stop trusting in people, but it's very important when you enter into a business framework that everything is written down and everything is clearly outlined and understood and signed because that will end up bringing you a lot of heartache and and troubles in the future. Uh, Don't stress about the monies that are lost because if you do, you're never going to continue on to what you want to do. Recognize that with everything that is great will come some loss. But that loss is a stepping stone to greatness. You know, the people that give up will never succeed. Success doesn't come with succeeding on the first try. Success comes with failing many times and learning from your mistakes. So I would definitely recommend counseling. Getting counsel, getting somebody to give you advice and counsel, somebody that has that business head that has been there, has gone through it, just picking people's brains, asking people their advice, going to people that you know, reaching out, networking is an extremely, extremely important thing um, when it comes to starting anything up, any kind of a business or idea, um, because you never know who's going to lead you to who. And um, it's very important to take advantage of those opportunities. So to just to, to recap, I would say um, tip number one would be to continue to believe in what you're doing. Don't be discouraged. Tip number two would be to seek advice and counsel of others, to, be, to, to listen to others, but also at the end of the day, go with your gut instinct and go with your heart because you're the one that le- that's leading it at the end of the day. Um, to know that you're not always right, that's very important. And uh, tip number three would be to um, make sure that, in a sense, all the legalities are taken care of, that you write things down before you enter into any kind of... Uh, you know, arrangement with people. It's, it's very important to, 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 to make sure that you have that. And, of course, to delegate tasks, work on operations of what needs to be done, draw out a, a very, very clear vision of where you're planning to go, and then map out small attainable goals to help you get there. Okay.
0: Thank you, Orly, for joining us from Brooklyn in New York City.
1: Thank you very much. I really, truly appreciate this opportunity, and um, thank you.
0: And to our audience, thank you for listening to Orly Waba, who is founder and chief executive officer of Life Vest Inside, about her organization. Please share your suggestions, questions, and ideas by leaving a comment on the HispanicMPR.com website. If you or someone you know would like to be on the show, you can email me directly at editor at HispanicMPR.com. That's editor at HispanicMPR.com mpr.com.